Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here we are for another episode of Goes Without Saying with Sefi and Wing. I am the lovely Wing. This is the lovely Sefi. Sefi, give us a beautiful hint of your voice. Hi. Oh, so beautiful. And today we are maybe cancelling ourselves. We're talking about wokeness, policing culture, holding people accountable, the nuance that is and isn't afforded to all of these situations and whether it's only a matter of time until this podcast is no more because we have been cancelled. And you may have been cancelled too. If you've been affected by cancelling, this episode is for you. <laughs> nice, nice. This is the joke we needed. Yeah. Okay, yeah, perfect. I think this episode is really, I'm not gonna lie, we've already recorded it. And I thought it was really nice. I feel like it's the convo that I would want to listen to. I'm happy that we had it. It feels quite freeing. I feel like I haven't heard people speak quite freely about cancellation without being scared. Mm. We go quite in. Are you saying we're revolutionary? I'm saying we've started a revolution. Are you saying we're the figureheads? the anarchy i'm saying i'm the mockingjay and you're my peter okay imagine there's two people about to record a podcast on cancel culture and they're too scared to start the podcast in case they get cancelled because that's what's happening that's the reality of what we're doing right now yeah it's quite terrifying because the more you talk about cancel culture almost the eyes kind of peel back and they're all on you and it's suddenly like shit it's our turn now. Yeah. But I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine to be cancelled. Yeah, do it. Steffi and Winger over party. I can't wait. Who's coming? You're all invited. Mm. What are you going to wear? Oh my God. Let's get the champagne out. Yeah. Party poppers. So cancelling, hey? Pretty crazy. It is a crazy fucking world we found ourselves in. And also kind of just like the woke competition and the policing lifestyle. Should we go in with somebody's message and put the blame on you guys? There was one that I really liked, a DM that I've saved. Because there's one person in this that they mention. They they call out names. Oh. And there's one person in this that I particularly want to talk about because you know I have a relationship to this person. Don't say who you think it is yet. Okay, okay, okay. Not a relationship with this person. <laughs> Never met them. No, I wouldn't imagine that you had a relationship. But a lifelong since I was about 10 have been obsessed with this person who now is atrocious and was always atrocious. <laughs> Work out from these names which one you think it will be because they're about <laughs> 10 people. It's like Adolf Hitler. <laughs> I've been obsessed with him since I was 10. Since I was about 10. Honestly, some of the names in these. <laughs> Cancel culture is truly a place for people to sit behind a computer screen with a superiority complex and tell people that they're awful based on one thing that they've done wrong and haven't heard the full story, e.g. what's happening with Unjaded Jade right now. However... Properly cancelling someone, e.g. J.K. Rowling or Trump or Pete Evans, is that's who I'm obsessed with, jokes, <laughs> is important. <laughs> it's important because they get deplatformed and discourse is started about why the information they're putting out is wrong. But then again, how many times has Shane Dawson, 
that's the one wink wink james charles jeffrey star etc being cancelled and people are willing to forgive them super easily possibly because they're white wealthy men yep mm-hmm. basically no one is perfect cancelling people specifically influencers with a social consciousness who are clearly trying their hardest and make mistakes is ridiculous and is just people trying to feel powerful when they're just fucking sad mm. all in all cancel culture sucks but deplatforming people is important when a person is genuinely a detriment to society mic drop yeah should we end it there ultimately this cancel culture policing whatever it all feeds back to like morality and ethics and ultimately everyone's moral compass is going to be slightly off but i think the problem we have with cancel culture at the moment is that you've you've got a group of people say who could largely have the same morals but instead of finding like the common enemy and Mm -hmm. starting a revolution and like trying to change the world for what they would view as the better they start looking in on each other and trying to kick people out of the group or trying to prove that you are the the untouchable one and i think it's often people that have some racism in their family or have some homophobia in themselves and things like that that try and look at other people to try and make themselves like convince themselves that that doesn't exist within themselves this is the problem is and this is what we say quite often is like if you're raised in a society where there is like patriarchy it's homophobic it's racist it's ableist it's all of these things of course you've internalized those because you live here too like you yeah. haven't been given you haven't been dropped off by a stalk from the void you don't exist in a vacuum yeah you don't exist in a vacuum you are like an amalgamation of everything that you've been shown did you watch the framing britney documentary i know you haven't watched it yet because well, if you had we would have spoke about it not yet because the uk is just where can you fucking find it so many fucking articles <laughs> cosmopolitan fucking everywhere how you can watch it you didn't fucking say it in the article, bitch. They say how you can watch it and they're like, wait. <laughs> yeah, like, how can I watch it though? How you can watch it, top tips, wait two weeks. Mm. Well, I found it um, on like a Britney fan site, like a Brazilian Britney website. <laughs> it was really good. But anyway, if you have seen it, great. But if you haven't, the gist of what I'm about to say is that you're watching um, kind of a sequence of, a sequence, a sequence. <sighs> you're watching a sequence of events from like, starting from like the 90s and the early 2000s, which I mean, I'm 24, you're 24. I remember, I have memories of this time. Watching this documentary, it feels like so long ago that a young, literally like a 19 year old girl would be quizzed about like kind of like a boob job in such an overt way. And like Justin Timberlake has said some bad things about you. Do you want to answer them? And it's like, uh, what? Yeah. Huh? in kind of the grossest way and it's really easy to think we have come so far but that pl- that time is still in all of us yeah because my six-year-old self was doing that was mimicking that and i am still that same person i haven't changed obviously i have changed massively but i'm still that person that has internalized all of those things You're still playing pokemon still playing pokemon still playing sims still loving harry potter despite the author being transphobic here we are mess of messes of people it's a big mess well this is why i want to talk about this message in particular because the fact that she mentions i mean we've been wanting to talk for ages about shane dawson and and the fucking mess that is that kind of youtuber community i was so happy that this was brought up in terms of cancel culture because i remember at the time i was like i'm not even ready Mm. to discuss shane dawson because it has been well you'd kind of been groomed by him right like you were kind of a victim (laughs) i was groomed by shane dawson to be honest but i it's funny how willing we are to forgive someone when we know we all knew he was releasing that fucking palette with fucking Jeffree Star, blah, blah. We all fucking knew his history, but there was this huge narrative of he's changed, he's changed. He hadn't changed. There's no way. 
there's no way he was still making all the same jokes but it took this huge like cancellation for us to see it so i do see the case for cancellation in in terms of you need a big social movement to make people look at the old stuff look at his pedophilic behavior look at his racism look at his fat phobia look at all of these things and yes it's nuanced but there is a case for that when it's white men getting away with things they should not be getting away with and it's disgusting and there are 12 year old girls with an attachment to him Mm. i built up an attachment with someone that is asking 10 year old girls to twerk on the internet when i was 12 and i've continued to support him throughout my life with my views and with my likes but do we need a public movement to to generate change no we don't yeah but also like yeah i mean obviously yeah there are pros and cons but do we need a like a social movement to get someone to change because the problem is and a lot of people said on the stories which if you want to be in the combo come to our instagram at sephian wing and we do stories all the time about the upcoming episodes and you give amazing insights that are far superior to anything we could talk about yeah we need to do a we need to kind of really make a moment of go to our instagram so many people are finding us through the podcast go to our instagram at sephi and wing i'm wing by the way this is wing's voice and this is sefi's voice stunning people were getting quite confused i think we do have i think people are getting confused people are getting the wrong end of the stick yeah they really are which is fine if i'm getting compared to anyone if i'm getting confused with anyone wing's getting messages saying when did she know she was bisexual so we need to clarify (laughs) who's who yeah but do we need a like a big social movement to generate change in one individual so a lot of what people were saying on the stories is that the problem is we're so ready to to cancel people that we actually have no idea about their behaviours. Really, we don't know anything about them, but we find it difficult to broach these topics amongst our friends. Like, I know countless white people, I really do, know countless white people who are in, like, group chats with other white people where racist jokes will be made and they will not call out their friends. But you would happily be like, oh, I'm not supporting Grace Fit anymore because I heard she, like, was not nice to one of her workers in her factory. It's like, well, hang on. Hang on a sec. It's like, I heard you last night. Yeah. I heard you last night in your group chat. Sorry. So maybe if we... the pro- But the problem is, then the more people get cancelled, the more people get scared to have these real conversations with their friends because you don't want to offend anybody. You don't want to insult anybody. And also, you're insecure in your own morals you're insecure in your own goodness or not that you don't want to you know, people don't want to have these conversations in real life they mm. want to turn the lens on everybody else and say everyone else is cancelled and i'm fine and i'm just gonna go away and like hide and never speak out about anything or blah 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 this is what i mean by cancel culture or the idea of cancelling people becomes a way for privileged people to convince themselves that they're on the right side when often you're not on the right side in your life how are in what ways are you on the right side of this Mm. when there when there are kind of there was i don't know how much we're going to say about this but there was recently some fragmentation let's say in our Mm. bubble of the internet and people would often come to us or like... Well, how, how what's, what do you think about blah, blah, blah? Yeah, which I love because we're all trying to work it out. So basically, over the... If you follow us and if, if you're in this space, you probably already know that over the past couple of months, there's been a bit of a blow up in terms of like the biggest kind of influences in this space. And it's being kind of called in the media as like a cat fight between two women, which is obviously... Which just undermines everything. <laughs> to reduce it, yeah to like a kind of two girls throwing their um, toys out of the pram is just ridiculous (laughs) yeah exactly i think if you are finding yourself as a white person turning to non-black influencers to figure out how you should feel about a black woman being like publicly shamed and bullied we let's yeah let's stop there you can't like 
just and also you don't need maybe if you're not sure that's go away like you don't need to you don't need to be sure yeah you're not the fucking prime minister you're no one's asking for a fucking press conference from Mm. you i think what is important is that i know at the end of the day when i turn this microphone off and we stop recording i know i'm a good person i'm happy with my morals and i'm happy with my behaviors and i know that i'm kind to people and blah 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 and i know the same of you and i give myself well, I give you, Sefi, the benefit of the doubt because I know you. The white people in their group chats with the other white people give the other white people the benefit of the doubt because they know them. So you can give yourself the benefit of the doubt, but know that you're doing... and just be. You can have confidence in the fact that you're doing enough. And I also think, and I said this to Sefi, and I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but are you really that upset about a black woman being, like, shamed and not being credited for her work? Are you really upset about, like, a 21, 22-year-old white woman being cancelled and, like, bullied? Or are you just upset that your social group that you looked to to form your opinions on has now split off and you don't know what to believe anymore. Now you don't know. Your mob has been broken. Your echo chamber has been broken. And you need a quick fix to see which one is right, who's wrong here, when realistically there is no right and wrong, black and white in that way. What is wrong is a black woman being bullied and potentially having her work stolen. But also what is not right is cancelling women that you would do the exact same behaviour. Exactly. A lot of the people that I see cancelling this person, I don't know how specific we're going to be here. I think be specific. I'm ready to be cancelled. But a lot of the people I see saying, let's cancel, let's cancel. It's like, don't tell me that if you were offered multi-thousand pound deals, Mm. you wouldn't be doing the exact same thing or less. That isn't right. That isn't right. But don't fucking tell me that you're a saint when you're not. And this is why you have to know in yourself and you do have to think like, okay, like, don't just say, oh yeah, I'm great. Like, blah, blah, blah. If If you kind of know, like actually you've got the evidence that you're not. But this is why these things carry on is because you, it's easy to look back on history and point the finger it's easy to, to be british and look back on like american segregation and think oh they've put all the pictures in black and white so it's ages ago and like i know that if i was there i would be in the right i would have been the one person no you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily i was saying to my boyfriend the other night like if you were in um like kind of ancient rome so you've got a not even so you've got a society of five thousand people and you're in it and the four thousand nine hundred ninety nine of them are gay what you think you're going to be the one straight one no of course you are like you're sucking dick day and night we're just here emulating what we (laughs) see yes bend over boy bend over now like it brings it back to so much of the things that people were saying a lot of people were using the phrase mob mentality and that's it it's conformity of who who's the person we're cancelling now this person everyone go and drag them Mm. which that is obviously the least productive thing because whilst we're all doing that within our kind of relatively left-wing progressive quote-unquote circle the fucking right-wing fucking tommy robinson nutters they're banding up so what are we doing wasting our time doing this when actually boris johnson is voting to cancel free school meals Mm. fuck this like we're we're literally fighting over shit being angry at people who are on your team we always talk about this actually Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this podcast and you're engaging in a space of like women's issues in this way we all basically here don't want women to get raped and murdered that's the crux of what we're getting at here when we talk about pedophile culture when we talk about sexuality all of these things we're basically talking about the fact we don't want women to get more 
more her than they have been. So stop going, uh, actually you... I didn't like the way that you didn't want women to get raped. I wanted it to be that women didn't get raped like this. Way. Yeah, and it's like, well, the rapists are about to rape us, quick. Yeah, they're like, Stop hating each other, yeah. Well, they're doing it right now. Like, right now that is happening. So whilst you're arguing and nitpicking over specific bits of language and specific phrases that were used because mm-hmm. people aren't educated in every way that you have been educated and people's experiences are completely vast and different, whilst that is happening... I'm I mean just look to your left there's a huge fucking fucking army of people coming to rape you it's true and also like it's the, trisha paytas always says this which so she always says you can edit anyone if you've got content mm. from anybody you can edit and it's funny because you wouldn't have to try very hard to edit her to look like a bad person yeah, but yeah. not that i think she is a bad person but blah she blah she kind of like, does that for herself if you right now wanted to put together parts of this podcast that made me out to be a fucking chef you probably could. You could string some pieces together to make it out like I was a pilot. You could string some things together to make me out to be a paedophile. You could. It's the bit in Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, where he says, you're just trying to make it look like I think Coolsville sucks. And they cut it up. So he says on the news, Coolsville sucks. sucks. And everyone thinks he thinks Coolsville sucks. Coolsville sucks. But Fred never said that. He said, you're trying to make it look like I think Coolsville sucks. Scrappy mentality. So I was watching an IGTV by Africa Brooke, who everyone already follows, but go follow. And she was talking about wokeness. She did a whole post. As there are, There's definitely a discourse going along. It's like three hours long, that IGTV, right? It was like a live IGTV. And it's about cancelling wokeness. Like the idea of being woke, like I'm not woke, you can cancel me, whatever. I hate, look, sorry, I hate to jump in. But just between takes, we were just saying, cancel me, go on, cancel me. Like, <laughs> and we were talking about dicks. So it's just like, look, I just want to remind you that this is like, you can, if you play someone as an authority, you're only going to, like, we've all got a bit of a problem with authority. So you're always going to have a bit of a problem with the way that they decide to lead, etc. It's so fucking true. Go on, take it away, Africa Brooke. Africa Brooke was saying the phrase that we are hearing a lot is, hold people accountable. You've got to hold people accountable. But she was saying, what does that fucking mean? Mm -hmm. The whole thing of we've got to cancel people to hold them accountable. In what ways are you holding people accountable? And she was saying that more often than not, when people say hold them accountable, quote unquote, it means bully them, dox them, out them, come at them from all angles, which isn't productive. And I agree, it's not productive in that way of holding people accountable. Mm-hmm. But it, the ways in which you can hold people accountable are in your life. Yeah. Go small scale. Your life is pretty small scale. Don't go for fucking a girl on the internet that said blah, blah, blah that you don't like. Because trust me, that will be happening. Well, it might not be happening and that can still happen. But first of all, you're fucking a guy that's homophobic. I'm pretty sure. Right now. Yeah, yeah. Your dad saying that you can't bring home a black boy. And you're just letting it happen. Look at yourself. In what ways are you fat phobic? Yeah. In what ways are you homophobic? Yeah. I think there's a whole thing about the holding people accountable. Yes, yes. But stop using that as like a stock phrase. Also, you don't have the power to hold people accountable no. because Shane Dawson did all of these things and he's still in his mansion and he can, you know, pretending that he's poor, but he's not. He's living he's living a beautiful life. He can is a dip in the pool, a trip to the spa, and stays yeah, in my literally. Honestly, the whole world according to, to moi. moi. They just pretended that they hated me for a bit. Yeah, you can wear that scruffy t-shirt for a bit with like yeah. snot stains on it or whatever, but you're still in a mansion, <laughs> yeah. Shane. You're still in a mansion. You still asked a 12-year-old to kiss you at a book sign 
signing when you were like 28. Oh, let's not, let's not. But yeah, it's true. You don't have the power to hold people accountable if they're not, but you've got lots of people right now. You've got the access to so many things. To so many people and yourself. And yourself, yeah. Hold people accountable, fuck yes. But it's such an easy out of like, how are you doing? How are you helping? How, what are you doing here? I'm holding people accountable. Are you? Are you, have you even engaged in any way in that or is it just mm. a quick and easy out it's kind of i'm doing the work yeah i'm doing the work in what ways in what ways are you doing that yeah it's true i had quite a beautiful conversation with my cousin the other day and he is you know a, a fair few, he's about 31 about <laughs> he is um and he's white like he's irish and gay and we had a really interesting conversation about loads of things sexuality race etc the other day and at the end of the conversation he said i thought i was really forward thinking but speaking with you and it's like you're not even 10 years younger than me and you're already i feel like you're so much more forward thinking than me blah 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 we were having a we had a really nice conversation about so many different things and within part of the conversation a small part of it was talking about the massive black lives matter movement of last year that's still obviously continuing now and he was having trouble with the idea that like rioting is not something that we should really talk about because and also the word riot what the framing of the word yeah exactly it's like where like where were the riots like a couple people stole a pair of trainers like insane he had said that he was originally like no like of course that writing is great not great but whatever like right to talk about writing is a distraction from the actual problem and then kind of was saying um you know that aggression or blah 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 takes like makes people not want to learn and the way that you can learn is by empathizing and blah 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 which i agree the way that you can learn is by empathizing with people however by the end of the conversation he was like no no no, because i had said that it's kind of nonsensical to project your own view of like morality and ethics onto somebody else if i had been raised I've been raised with the emphasis of like stealing is wrong and I still steal every now and then. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I've been raised with all of these values. Are we really saying that? Yeah, I think so. Are we coming out as thieves? I think we're coming out. <laughs> I've been raised with the notion that in exchange for my goodness in society, in exchange for my behaviour, I will be treated relatively fairly by my government. That is not a luxury that someone in the south side of Chicago had in June of 2020 yeah. throughout their whole lives. That's not, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, so we got to the end of the conversation and he was saying how he thought he was really, really forward thinking, but there's always still more to be done. And he was talking about like his experience of being gay and like just the abuse that he'd had over the years and blah 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 it was really nice to be able to have a really frank conversation because we both knew that we weren't going to cancel one another we're always going to have a place in each other's lives and we could have a really productive and like informed conversation where you're working things out together yeah because he so he had a lot of emphasis on surrounding yourself with people that are different to you and empathizing with them is the way to understand people and the way to make change which i completely agree and i was thinking about how growing up in London in like a really diverse like in my school even was super diverse meant that I have so I can tell the difference between me and my boyfriend who grew up 45 minutes out of London and the difference is so stark not that he's like this crazy racist person because he's really not he's actually like really on it Mm. but I know the difference in the way that he was brought up because you can feel it is this about cancel culture I don't know it's just an interesting chat I don't know cancel me quick (laughs) 
I completely agree though. You can feel the difference in people and that's why it's not about Im- imposing your own reality onto people you don't fucking know. You don't know what people have been through and you don't know everything about people's lives. Mm, yeah, you don't. So it's quite easy, especially with people on the internet because you have the illusion that you know them. You have the illusion that they're your best friends. I mean, I think that about so many fucking people that I listen to their podcasts or that I watch on YouTube. I mean, I fucking had that about Shane Dawson. It's fucking embarrassing. And even yesterday, you and I had a really good um combo on race with me having a bit of a breakdown being like so I'm half West Asian and half like white Irish to me my conversation with you a white person was so productive and affirming for me even about the parts of me that especially about the parts of me that aren't white because I know because you're my friend and you're educated and it's um useful you you can you have a place to speak I think at the moment about cancel culture and wokeness and policing is that everyone's just everyone knows they're going to say the wrong thing because of course you're going to say the wrong thing you're not going to say always the right thing are you of course not of course you're not but that means that then you can't speak no unfortunately if you want to put in the work you're going to offend people and you're going to say the wrong thing and it's not okay to be offending people because your impact is not exclusive from your intention just because you meant to be nice doesn't mean you're not being really offensive completely you need to be prepared to make mistakes basically this is what we wrote on the poll actually when we wrote if everybody's lives thoughts and behaviors were public would most people be cancelled 93 percent of you said yes Plushcare.com/slash/weightloss. We're afraid to speak because it's almost this idea that if you say anything publicly yeah. online or anything, then you've got to come out with this like weird, disgustingly formal statement, like a sort of a big apology. It's like no, no. Yeah, and it's like I'd look. I'd rather be trying. I'd rather be speaking than not, because I think more is being done when we come together and just like chat publicly and like openly about things than if you just hide away from them because I think that's the British problem as well is you hide away from racism and pretend it's gone away and actually it just becomes far more insidious and sophisticated well it's like in silence yeah let it just yeah. fucking breed and grow exactly but I think we've been having this conversation a lot recently because the podcast is growing the community is growing all of this stuff we, we honestly think we're Kylie fucking Jenner we do think we're Kylie Jenner but I think we've had to have those conversations where it's like are we gonna speak or are we gonna not and it's like actually as everyone voted on the thing it's we're gonna get cancelled like yeah fucking so 
true. Yeah, thanks for that. So we put on the story, is it only a matter of time until Sefi and Wynn get cancelled? Everyone said, yeah. And everyone said, we were your problematic phase, which is stunning. But yeah, it is only a matter of time. We've been having to have that, are we willing to risk that? And it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. because also this is something Africa Brooke was saying in her thing, actually. It's like, I exist in the real world. And she was like, I exist in the real world. And so do you, by the way. And it hits. It's like, mm. they're not going to fucking come to your house. Yeah. These people aren't going to come to your house and go, you said this specifically wrong phrase. And yes, you should learn. If you're saying a wrong phrase, you should fucking learn it. You should become educated from it. Yeah. But someone making a mistake, we're all doing that in our living rooms anyway. So we might as well just do it publicly. And be human. Exactly. Exactly. Be human. If it's a cancellable offence to be human and to make mistakes and want to learn and have good intentions and be a good person, then to be honest, cancel the fucking whole world. Exactly. A lot of people have bigger platforms and don't give a shit. They actually actively don't give a shit if women are raped. They don't give a shit if black people are being killed. They don't give a shit if trans people are getting beaten up. Yeah. They don't give a fuck and they've got huge platforms. So people that are trying, genuinely trying and getting cancelled. Keep trying. It it doesn't sit right. This is a consequence of all these conversations is the fact that, and I said this to my cousin and he was really impressed, which is, it's obviously nowhere near enough, but it is evidence of change. So yeah, we should celebrate the small change, but also make sure that in our own lives, we're all doing as much as possible. But I was saying, in, by the end of university, every single um, term, the first semester, we went around and gave our pronouns as like an introduction, like, oh, I'm Erin, like, I'm doing this, like, I'm interested in politics because of blah, blah, blah. And my pronouns are she and her, next, on to the next. And that in a million years would never have happened, even when my cousin would have gone to uni and he's only seven years older than me. It, it is a symbol of change change because also even the idea of pronouns would be completely foreign to for example my grandparents or foreign to us even like five years ago it would have been like oh right okay yeah i'm learning and that's not to say that the symbols of change are like the evidence of tangible change like on the ground but that feeds into all realms of society if you are proactive in learning which i think if you're occupying a space that's talking about cancel culture and all of these topics then you are what matters is that when you stop listening to this podcast and you go to bed at night you're thinking am i that bad am i okay okay so i like this message this person said i like wokeness in that it's rooted in the black concept of staying awake but cancel culture is acting like a cop and it's like exactly yeah everyone wants to act as if they're staying awake and being woke but if your wokeness is just if you're a white person you as a white person navigating through the online world as a policeman and pointing your finger at all of the people that you want to say are wrong counterintuitive yeah it doesn't that doesn't work that's not acceptable it's not your job to be the the, the woke police it's not your job to sort of police everyone's in which ways are they racist in which ways are they racist when you haven't even investigated that in yourself taken one step in your real life to look at your own racism and even the fact that you feel like you have the authority to do that as a white woman or a white person it's so fucking true because i remember saying to you and i think i said this to you yesterday eight this is ages ago this was like before uh maybe it was just before the black lives matter like really picked up in like the june of last year it was before just before that and Mm, covid summer times it was covid summer times yeah which we're about Mm. to get right into summertime sadness Yeah. yeah the summertime sadness vibes take two i think is coming but anyway <sighs> can't wait maybe i will see you in the summer i mean could you imagine oh don't literally when you don't. guys see us together on the story no because when i see you in the same room honestly i can't cope oh i'm like when they see <laughs> it's like yeah when also when i see you and i'm um, yeah you're like let's monetize it <laughs> 
It's like, I don't want to see you unless there's a fucking camera there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a cash cow to you and nothing else. (laughs) When I see you, you'll just be shaking me up and down trying to get coins out of me. (laughs) Animal Crossing vibes. Hitting you with my shovel. Literally. But just before all of that, I remember we got one message and this was, we were a lot smaller back then. Um, and it was a white girl had messaged us. I don't know if she really even kept up with us all that much. Probably not. Like she's probably not, never going to hear this. She was like, got bored of them, whatever. Stephanie and Wing, like they're so annoying. Bye. <laughs> but I remember she sent a message of like, actually, like you are blah, 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 blah. And I remember saying to you yesterday, like it's stuck with me since then because I was the one who read it. And it's, and I remember saying to you like, listen, Stephanie, like have you ever, have you ever wanted to be white don't say her name she's not here also how many stephanies are there there's a million stephanies look steph steph is about you (laughs) steph honestly harry i now speak directly to you but have you ever wanted to be white have you no you haven't right because you are completely white right so please don't come to me and talk to me about how i should feel about anything about whiteness or race because you you haven't been there well i think it's that people people look and they assume oh it's two white girls yeah but they don't see the nuance and they don't see that it may not be the case because i think it's easy to say wing you have no understanding of she's just spicy looking she's just exotic looking but actually and even this is again something with cancelling that it's like it's taken me a long time to even learn that i can speak about some experiences with race because i do experience race and culture in a way that white people is different from white people only knowing race as like a an academic phrase because you get to live as the default it's like no i lived my whole life literally like in child i wished and wished and wished that i would just be completely white which breaks my heart and i'm allowed to say that and, and i'm not scared of being cancelled for speaking about rape because i think part of it is like oh, i don't want to step on anybody's toes it goes without saying it goes without saying i don't think i'm taking up space by being like look this is my little experience and i'll shed light on it here and there here's just a little insight yeah. into my life absolutely it goes without saying that my existence is not the pinnacle of racism mm. i'm not the poster child of oppression by any means and my experience with race in no way compares to what black women experience and what my experience would be if I was a black woman but I'm allowed to speak about the nuances of race and culture because I have experienced it and it also the longer I don't speak about it the further I perpetuate the white supremacy in me that makes me lean so much into my whiteness so cancel me bitch I'm fucking ready Steph come and get me well that's particularly annoying because also it's just assuming your identity and also getting it kind of telling you what you are and saying something that doesn't align well we get a lot of wanky messages anyway not even about rape we just get a lot of people being like actually Katniss wasn't performing no I can't say that well no I got some well we did get someone that said actually I went to film school too and blah blah and I just wanted to say I didn't go to fucking film school she didn't go to fucking film school like you assume that I went to film school and this is the problem with cancelling people like on the internet is you mm-hmm. just fill in the blanks so if I give you a comment about oh I love harry potter and you infer she's transphobic and there are a lot there is so much rooted in that it's a massive conversation but let's have the convo yeah let's have that combo then like let me assure you that i'm doing all that i can it's also funny though because it's not very often we've never got you're transphobic because you like harry potter not yet <laughs> it's always the message always comes from a cis white woman or a man more often than not but it always it comes really from does somebody that is sitting within their privilege yeah and going, actually it's transphobic 
that you would like Harry Potter. Well, it comes from a lot of guilt as well. It's totally white guilt. It's white fragility. It's the idea that it's like, no, it's you, it's you. It's pointing the finger rather than looking at... I didn't ask you to speak. Like, I'm not saying, oh, you're white. So you, like, Stephanie, you're probably more fucking racist than me. Like, I'm not saying that because I think you, you didn't need to come to my DMs. You don't need to prove anything. This isn't about the optics of who you are. This is about your actions in your day to day. Exactly. This isn't a black tile moment. This isn't the black square moment. This isn't post a black tile and then move on to your racist life. Yeah. It reminded me, remember we were talking about Shane Dawson. I think this was like before he'd been cancelled. And I was, oh no, maybe it was after he'd been cancelled. And I was cancelled, quote unquote, whatever. And I was saying like... Cancelled, uncancelled, then cancelled again. Yeah. Then uncancelled, then cancelled yeah. again. And this one's the final one though. <laughs> it's kind of the like, final cancellation, yeah. You can't, you can't make someone care about something if they don't. You just can't. Because I remember saying like, look, if I was Shane Dawson, I had that massive platform sitting on so much money and a massive audience. And I grew up in a small town and it, it made me upset to be like gay or it made me upset to be, feel like I was fat. I could really easily like partner with Diet Coke, something that I love and go to my small town and I could run these youth groups for like gay boys who are like insecure about the way that they look. Just off the top of my head, I remember saying that to you and I thought that's a fucking good idea. And it came to me naturally because that is naturally what I would do. What you would want to do, yeah. And maybe that is what Shane Dawson would do and there's lots of, I'm, look, I'm not in that position so I don't know how intimidating it is to have the massive platform but it's not it's not what he wants to do because what he wants to do is make a, a video about um fucking analyzing jake paul's career it's like that's yeah. bizarre completely bizarre and platforming all these awful horrific people the crux of it is you can't you can't make people care if they don't but also lots of people do care and they care as much as you so take the lens off take the microscope off but the crucial bit is whilst you're analyzing does jenna marbles give a shit about black people which the answer answer is probably there she probably does she probably does and yeah she's probably not doing enough probably and those two things can coincide yeah whilst you're doing that trump's fucking inauguration's going yeah or whilst while jenna marbles is doing that you're doing far less speaking about jenna marbles not doing enough whilst you're arguing about a girl whether she hired the correct diversity checker which she should have done you haven't been offered a book but if you were offered a book would you be hiring a diversity checker what would it look like exactly i don't know if that would have crossed your mind but some people that are doing the minimum are doing more than you Sorry, there's something on my fucking computer screen. I really wanted to get that off. It looked like I was kind of like tickling your little face through the webcam. <laughs> I was like, fucking get that crap off my screen. ASMR. <laughs> it's from our messy breakfast that we just had. <laughs> messy bre- From our messy breakfast. Okay, go on then. It's kind of, um, what are they called? Tubby? Tubby custard. Tubby custard. That's beautiful. Which one was your favourite Teletubby? Did, did you have one? I think I fancied someone. Oh, well, it was 100% Tinky Winky. I think I fancied the purple one. Is that Tinky Winky, the purple one? Because I also fancied Milo a lot. Milo. A vibe. A vibe. Milo is fucking Spiky hair. fit as fuck. Spiky hair. A vibe. So hot. Oh my God. I wanted to be Fizz so much from the tweenies, but everyone said... You're such a Bella. You're Bella. Such a Bella. And you are Bella through and through. Bossy boots. You are bossy boots. The amount of times I was fucking called bossy boots. Fuck off. Yeah. You hate women. Fuck that. It's not fucking real. Just say you hate women and go. You wanted to box me in when I was three years old. Just say you hate little girls and go. You cunts. You misogynist cunts. You hate her. You hate that child because she doesn't want to talk to the boys. Well, she'll tell the boys what she thinks. But anyway, Bella's an icon. What was Fizz's personality? 
Fizz didn't have a personality, but she had beads in her hair and a little pink flowery skirt. Well, that's all you need, really, isn't it? To be a young girl in the early 2000s. And that was enough to be like, I don't want the one with the personality. I want to be that one with the pink skirt. Jake's personality was that he was scared. Jake's had a fucking weird banana dick on his head. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like he was on fire. Google the tweenies if if it could just be a British thing. I don't know. I was, I, it is, I was fully obsessed with the tweenies. The tweenies, yeah. Do you know what was weird? Where were they? It was almost like a little playgroup. But why were there four people and two adults? I mean, I'd love... It's kind of they're in my dreams. That's I'd love to be there. Max and Julie. Or maybe it's kind of like a childminder situation. There was one episode of the tweenies that I was obsessed with where there was a cartoon dragon and I used to cry over the dragon and say it's the cutest thing I've ever seen and cry because it didn't exist. That's so you. That's the most you thing I've ever heard. Kind of like it gave me that Puss in Boots feeling where you know Puss in Boots holds the hat and its eyes go so big. And you know it's the cutest thing you've ever seen yeah and i couldn't believe it and i said it as my screensaver but the dragon (laughs) i'd love to see it now because it's probably not that cute the dragon from the tweenies a red dragon should i google it google that motherfucker (laughs) if it's not cute i'm gonna cry found it it's episode 21 (laughs) oh oh god they're annoying that's cute and you wanted it what as a pet it's fucking ugly as shit i used to like cry over it (laughs) weird as shit anyway cancel culture i was gonna I'm, go- I'm gonna follow that with my point was about Caroline Flack so now it doesn't really fit oh god okay no go but on I wanted to talk about the fact that last year had suddenly sharp change of tone from the tweenies dragon to Caroline Flack last year there was a huge moment I feel in the discourse about cancel culture whereas everyone's known cancel culture has been fucked for years but cancel culture became a big thing in the UK anyway last year when Caroline Flack died and she had basically been bullied 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 by the tabloids for like the months before her death leading up to her death and there was this huge moment where it was like hold the tabloids accountable if you pardon the pun of accountable Mm. it's classic hold them accountable but also do fucking nothing to them do fucking nothing to the tabloids let them get away with it but there was a huge moment where it was like is this gonna change is this gonna change are the tabloid magazines and newspapers gonna be allowed to talk about celebrities like this bully them to the point that they end up dying i think there was a moment where it was like an acknowledgement that this has to change Mm. women can't be having this and men can't be having this but it was specifically targeted at this celebrity who really there was a domestic violence case there were things that she'd done wrong but there was so much nuance there that she hadn't been afforded she hadn't been afforded any nuance and she ended up um dying by suicide and it's i think and it's horrific there was a really interesting point that so many people actually made about how cancel culture only works if you're trying to cancel a woman and i thought it was quite interesting to liken it if i was at uni and i was still doing like anthropology and history and politics and those sorts of things i would liken it to to the witch hunts yeah and that this is and i know everyone does that but like i'm not, I'm not gonna get a fucking a star for that but no you would it is the kind of easier thing of if you know you're cheating on your husband quite good to point your finger at your neighbor who's a bit of a bitch and get her cancelled instead of all eyes are on you yeah completely and you're now a witch and we're gonna kill you well this is the thing if you know that you wouldn't hire a diversity checker it's pretty good to look at the girl that didn't hire a diversity check and go you didn't hire a diversity checker or you hired the wrong diversity checker 
which she did hire the wrong diversity checker. Yeah. But would you have hired a diversity checker? Would that have crossed your mind? There are plenty of male authors, white male cis authors that didn't even cross their mind and they've made millions. I don't know what it is. It wouldn't even yeah. occur to them as a thought. And they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. I feel like all of this comes back to this point that I wanted to make actually that Slumflower said, Chidera Egaru said on her stories about it's easier to stand up this all comes back to this point i feel it's easier to stand up for like the black woman in your mind yeah it's easier to stand up for the black woman kind of 60 years ago the hypothetical black woman i think it was yes the hypothetical it's easy to stand up for hypothetical black women yeah just and it works for anyone it's easier to stand up for someone who is hypothetically being oppressed and you can understand that as a construct in your mind than to identify it in yourself when you are seeing it directly play out in your life and in your circle Mm. and when there are things that you can do it's easy to say oh i'm not racist i'm not racist because yeah you might not have racist thoughts racism isn't about you're going around pointing at people calling them the n-word it's absolutely far more well it doesn't mean that you hate black people even it doesn't mean that you have any active thoughts it's more about this passive undercurrent of privilege and kind of emotions you have and vague feelings that you have that you are kind of as a white person like able to do things and you almost see yourself as like the default Mm. it's like your your experience is the default and anything else is othered it's not meaning that you're actively going out and being racist and also it's about situations where you have to give things up like there are situations that you have to be prepared to maybe like I don't know your life but I know for me like and I can think of one ex- ex- um like explicit example where some an opportunity was brought to me and by making it clear that it was very important to me that it wasn't that I'm not like a I'm not token yeah and that I'm not going to work for diversifying your feed and that I is there a black woman here basically and you immediately get shut down. On the phone, I said to him, um, just to make sure, like, if, if, if this is what I'm doing in a group, what does the group look like? Like, is this an inclusive group? And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought, you, you're fucking lying to yeah, me. Yeah, liar. You're fucking lying to my fucking face. Yeah. And that's, this isn't like a publicly... You're not getting any cred for that. You don't have to go around screaming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't go around screaming about the things that you do. Just make it a habit when you're learning. But, but and it's be prepared to miss out. It's like, yeah, I really could have done with the money, but like, whatever. It's, it's important that these things happen because if, you, look, if you're not going to do it, who is? And I also think if you're a people pleaser like me, <laughs> it's like what you're going to kind of people please your way through life. Is that what you're going to end up in the back of a KKK meeting because you never said no to anyone or you never set any boundaries or you never established your beliefs or stood up for anything that you actually cared about. Mm-hmm. You need to be prepared to call things out in your day to day. But look, like, it's just there's nuance here obviously i think more often than not it gets confused with the competition of i am publicly this i'm publicly this but i think when you're doing that so publicly there's an assumption that you're doing it privately but are you and i just think Mm. the main message the main fucking message is that it's important to think for yourself and not look to kind of white influencers or icons to be telling you what to think and also that it's so much more important to be doing this privately in your life rather than posting a black tile cancelling someone online or doing any of these like performative or optical allyship um mm. i believe is the term any of these things they're not they don't mean 
mean a lot they're like literally like one percent of the things you should be doing but i what people are actually doing is nothing but just them Mm. just that as if that's kind of enough or kind of you take your selfie with why i'm no longer talking to white people about race but you don't fucking read it and you don't tell your racist brother to read it and you don't do anything other than take a photo of it. Just because you want to look like you're doing it without actually having to confront the things within you that make you uncomfortable. The reality of it, yeah. And those symbols of change are important. It's a symbol of change, it's not change. So fucking true. But it's true, like, yeah, let's just all look forward to the day that we get cancelled and if you're doing anything publicly, you're going to get cancelled too, like. But I know at the end of the day when I turn this podcast off, I'm happy with who I am and I'm happy with my behaviours. Do you think cancel culture is kind of a thing that's going to like continue or do you think we've reached a peak? Because I very much viewed the Caroline Flack thing as like fuck this is like a boiling point and point and this is either gonna go one way or the other now. I think we're at a boiling point for sure. Yeah. I think we're at a boiling point for sure but I also think it's interesting to see um, the turn of a generation with social media and I know a lot of people speaking on the stories about pulling up somebody's tweet from 10 years ago where they said something homophobic is not the same as like actually interrogating whether they are today homophobic. I remember seeing somebody tweet, it was like a kid tweeted, you know, she was only 18 when she said that and she's 28 now or whatever. They were talking about a public figure who had said some, like some homophobic things, some classist things, whatever. When the internet was first, um, like... Emerging. Made, yeah, emerging. And this person, this kid had commented saying like, well, look, they said that when they were 18, that's not an excuse because, you know, I'm 13 and I would never say that. And it's like, yes, but you're 13 in 2020 or you're 13 in 2021. So of course you would never say that versus this person was 18 in like 2007. So... You're you're only, as we said, if you were in a society where 5,000 people were gay, where 4,999 people were gay, you're not going to be the one straight person. You might be, but the chances are you're going to emulate what you see because that's what you do. And if you were 18 in 2007, you would only be emulating 2007. And I just watched a documentary a couple of days ago where I saw that the early 2000s were fucking crazy. We're fucking mental. And that lives in all of us. If you were there, you've internalized lots of different things you are a product of this gross society as long as you know that you're acting and doing what you can to move beyond the grossness i'm happy with that and in lots of ways it's like that's not enough but in lots of ways it kind of is enough like it's not enough to be acknowledging it within yourself because it needs to change. Well, we still have the temptation to say, I promise you I'm doing enough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're tempted in this episode to be like, but guys, I promise you, like, I'm, I promise I'm not that bad. I know I'm saying I'm going to get cancelled, but I'm not that bad. It's like, of course I'm not. But it's also like, I don't want to be seen as giving people permission to take their That's foot off the, the gas and like not care about anyone. That's the problem. Yeah, I get you. That's the thing that I want to make it really fucking clear. It's that we're not by any fucking means telling you that you're doing enough right now (laughs) because actually what i think is really no sorry i'm really overstepping you're not do it do it go please go if you don't go i'll kill you (laughs) another thing that i wanted to say was that what's really been i think disgusting to watch over the past couple of months is not the fact that people are coming a lot of people are coming out and saying i'm not claiming wokeness anymore i'm not an activist anymore whatever i'm not a social justice warrior anymore Mm. fine i think that's great what i don't like is the public reaction specifically 
quickly, like from it's like young white women saying, "Oh, like finally, like Grim. I knew this was Grim. ridiculous." It's like just say you're knackered from caring about other people and go. Yeah, just say you don't give a fuck. Just say you wanted a break because you don't really care. That's what I don't really like is that people think now they have permission to not not try and be decent. Well, this was one of the things with. I mean, we're being so vague, but we're being vague about this this thing that's happened in the feminist world of instagram mm. blah blah you fucking all know what it is well because i don't want to reduce it to like a cat fight because it's more than that no and it's not but one of the most damaging parts of this potentially was that another prominent figure who happened to be a black woman came forward and said actually this other black woman is difficult to work with with the word she used and that she is she is in the wrong here she is not kind of to be trusted that then gave a lot of white girls permission to be like see i knew she was a difficult woman to work with yeah but then also then these other white girls from the other side wanted to def- come to that other yeah. black girls dms and say and how dare you put down that black woman it's like literally how dare you come to her dms how dare how dare because realistically all of these people are stunning hard-working amazing women that is really what's going on they are trying they are in this world and they are trying and as long as you're trying you don't have to be That's publicly it. trying Meanwhile, you don't have to be a black square on you're trying you don't have to be storying that you're trying the whole thing to me is meanwhile kind of cut screen mm. on this side we're all arguing over here cut screen on this side yeah look at the state look at the state of it it's kind of suffragist suffragettes it's like yeah. let's just pick a pick a route and go stop hating each other also you can definitely hear i'm wearing fuck <laughs> this just end the episode i'm wearing a leather blazer in this episode you can definitely hear me kind of ross gellering about the place like squeaks mcgee that's the sort of shit i hate when i'm editing it cancel me for it cancel me for it you were so bad when you <laughs> kind of um you always have your airpod little case and you're like, click 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 is all i hear on my episode like cut that little click cut that click you're gonna hear me you're gonna hear me weeing in a minute because i really need to wee you're not doing that on the podcast. <laughs> You're going to piss yourself on podcast. <laughs> and also, you've probably listened to this episode and there are loads of parts that you disagree with. As such, there are probably loads of episodes of ours. I hope there are. Yeah, exactly. There are loads of episodes of ours where we've been speaking about internalised misogyny and you disagreed with us for 20 minutes of it. Or rape culture or um, fucking paedophilic beauty standards or all of it. You probably disagree with us all the time. Good. I'm sure I disagree with some of the things that you would say. I disagree with my friends all the time, like you made a good point before we started recording that it's like my mum offends me all the time I offend my mum all the time she's my mother we offend each other we apologise like I'm I offend my best friends all the time I say the wrong thing all the time and so, so do, do you. you by the way absolutely so do you but there's this idea that as soon as you have a microphone in front of you a camera in front of you or you, that you're posting on social media that basically means as soon as you have someone looking at you whether the audience is imagined or not suddenly there has to be this illusion of perfection that you have never said a right word you know all the terms Mm. you're on top of all the latest discourse academic journals but it's you do have a responsibility but i think most people well maybe not most people but i think a lot of people will have the responsibility because you care yeah i think a lot of people take that responsibility seriously a lot of people don't absolutely but yet here they are with a platform jake paul logan paul it's not the africa brooks of the world 
I'm going to be angry about waving my finger saying, you're not doing enough. No. Imagine. Imagine. And I think there's a difference between like personally like not really caring for somebody and just choosing not to follow them or turning up in their DMs every day to say, you're not doing enough on this. You're not doing enough on that. You could, you could, we could say that about a million things. I could turn up to your DMs tomorrow and say, you're not doing enough for the Jewish community. Don't you know that anti-Semitism is rife at the moment and you're being really um, reductive about things and you're not progressive enough? And it would probably be fucking true because it's true for me. I'm probably not doing enough. But lo and behold, I'm a fucking human being and I'm trying and I'm going to continue to try. As we say, you could paint you could paint me out to be a fucking pilot of a private jet if you wanted to. We could make it look like Coolsville sucks. We could make it look like Coolsville fucking sucks. You find the evidence for what you choose to believe, hey? Works in every situation. It really does. It's the quote of all quotes. It really is. Well, I hope from this episode, what we've given you, or what we, we hope to convey, I want this to feel like, one, we care. Two, but we're not scared. Like, I'm not scared to be human and fail in front of you. I'm not scared for this mm. to kind of come across completely wrong because the things I say in my living room come across completely wrong. The things I say on the phone come across completely wrong. Yeah. But we're trying and we're working. We can all look at ways in which we are going to make the changes in our life to be there to show up to hold ourselves accountable all these words but what do they really mean like what are we actually asking of people yeah and what are we actually asking of ourselves let's like actually do it i i really can't wait for them to hear this i i love you i fucking love you person listening i love mm. you this obviously comes we're coming so much obviously has gone unsaid in this episode and i was just gonna say we're obviously coming from a place of privilege in this episode in life anyway we're coming from so many different places of privilege but also it just we're coming from a place of privilege and that we're surrounded by you listening who is so amazing and like you do like this podcast is the bones of this podcast is everyone's insights every week which are not ours like yeah. it's the bones of this podcast is and i hate to say this community but it is this community and i don't have another <laughs> word it's my guy like my squad it's, it's there are real people here it's the squad yeah it's my girl's squad, squad girls. <laughs> with yeah. real like opinions and like thoughts i just think it's really nice so find those spaces but keep breaking the echo chamber and don't be too hard on yourself and don't be scared cancel culture is such a fearful thing i think it's easy to think it can never happen to you yeah trust me no one is no one is too pure to be cancelled but according to the poll everyone thinks it will happen to us which i honestly yeah. can't wait can't i can't wait, wait for the day i wonder what it will be i wonder what it will be that gets us um i don't want to say because it will get me cancelled by saying <laughs> it i was gonna say it would be like a harry potter thing yeah probs it would be like we spoke about something and people were like they shouldn't have spoke about that or like they said it wrong they didn't know how damaging it was which is true I'm so sorry. I'm sorry in advance. Yeah, what, basically, whatever we've done, we're so <laughs> fucking sorry. We were joking and we didn't mean it and we love you. Yeah, we, I, I, I just, I'm really excited for this to come out. And I know we don't normally do this, but I just want to say at the end of the pod, like, we really do value you. Like, if you've, yeah, so if this much. is your first time listening and you enjoyed it or you hated it, don't, you're probably definitely not still listening. Um, or if you've been here for a while like it really is valued if you hated it if you're saying you hated it and you've got this far in i think you kind of didn't hate it like i think you're lying i think you are in love with us i think you're obsessed (laughs) and wingstan see you next time unless we're cancelled between now and next monday then we'll see what happens we'll see maybe this is the episode that gets us cancelled and we just never make a comeback because calls all sucks calls they'll sucks guys because it sucks hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 